Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and this week we're going to talk about something that is going to be helpful for anyone who might have an already good marriage and you want to take it to the next level, or for those of you whose marriage is in not so great of a place wherever you are, this will help you to take your marriage to the next level. Really excited for this conversation, so let's jump right in. you're sitting in a marriage that feels empty, struggling to connect with your husband, maybe you're telling yourself you're just sticking it out for the kids and what really keeps you in the marriage is God. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you reconnect in marriage and feel cherished again. Hey, I'm Beatrice, a Jesus-loving wife and mom. I've been married for 15 years, but for the past 10, I've actually had the affectionate and connected marriage I've always dreamed of. What happened the first five years? Well, I was busy telling my husband all the things he was doing wrong, like how he needed Jesus and he needed to make me happy. We tried marriage counseling, small groups, all the things we were told that would make our marriage better nothing worked and we separated how did i turn it around well that's what you'll learn in this podcast proven skills to communicate better create more intimacy and be a grace-fueled wife so if you're ready to finally communicate effectively with your husband so you can stop fighting and be on the same team again this podcast is for you now grab that journal and let's jump right in All right, before we get started, I just wanted to remind you about my Better Marriage Masterclass. That is my free one-hour masterclass. All you have to do is go to bettermarriagemasterclass.com to RSVP. Let me know you're going to be there. For those of you who do show up live, I have all kinds of door prizes and really fun stuff. I'll be giving away thousands of dollars worth of door prizes and things I think you're gonna find pretty useful. It's gonna be September 5th at 1 p.m. Go ahead and RSVP at bettermarriagemasterclass.com. That's bettermarriagemasterclass.com. So it's so funny. I love how I had plans on giving you this episode this week and then something happens throughout the week that I'm like, oh, there, see, that is exactly what I'm talking about. And it really just helps to illustrate my point. In one of the Facebook groups that I'm in, a woman wanted to know, why is it that her husband sometimes feels disrespected by her? I can tell uh, from some of the things that she posts, she really is well-meaning. She's a good woman. She wants the best for her family. I mean, don't we all, right? She's really trying to do her best. And then here she is, her husband sitting there telling her, well, I feel like you just are disrespecting me. And when she asked him to elaborate, he said, well, I just feel like you don't trust me. So as you can imagine, here she is wondering, what do you, what do you mean? I don't trust you. What do you mean? I'm disrespecting you. What does this even look like? And she's doing this thing that she doesn't want to be doing in her marriage when she really means the best. So this is a woman who sounds like she already has a pretty good marriage. 
And this is one of those things where her communication, we can tweak it a little bit and probably take that good marriage to an amazing marriage. And for any one of you who might be having this, uh, maybe you're having this issue in your own marriage, maybe you're not in the best place in your marriage. And one of your husband's main complaints is that he feels disrespected by you, or maybe uh, he's not even complaining that he feels disrespected by you. Maybe he has just shut down. And that's another thing. A lot of times, a, a really good husband will communicate that to us. So this that's how I can tell this woman is in a good marriage because her husband has communicated the fact that he feels disrespected. But oftentimes, a man will just shut down and he won't even say anything. So whichever camp you're in, these next few things are going to apply to you. And I think they're going to be really helpful. Okay, so what we're working on here is we're going to be working on our intimacy. We're going to be working on our communication. In order to get this done, there's going to be three things I want you to do. Number one, I want you to ask yourself, is my communication clear? How does this sound? Am I using a filter? Now, you might right off the bat, you might be like, uh, yeah, my communication is clear. How much more clear can I make it? But a lot of times... What we think is clear is not actually clear. So here in the case of this particular wife, what I explained to her is that she was communicating to her husband that she did not trust him by, and I'm just using examples. A man might feel this way. Let's say we go around and he, uh, he does the dishes and then you go ahead and you're cleaning up after him or you're leaving for the day and you leave him a long to-do list of things. So just in case, like just in case, so he doesn't forget it. And, and you think you're being, um, you know, maybe you're really just conscientious and you want things done, you know, you do them really well and you manage your home really well. And you want to make sure he's able to upkeep that while you're away, or you want to make sure that your standard for how things are done are met. And so what happens is, we as women, as lovely, good, you know, well-meaning women, we do these things where we kind of micromanage what's going on in the household. Uh, and so that's what all of that might look like. And what happens is when we do that, we're actually communicating to him that he's not good enough, that we, we don't... Um, trust him to get it done that he's not capable of getting the things done maybe he does the laundry and you're just like you go in and and you redo it over <laughs> that sort of thing and I've talked about this before but what happens is we may not be saying with our words these things we may not be saying with our words that we don't respect him we may not be saying with our our words uh, that we don't trust him but our actions are saying it. And so when I want you to ask yourself, is my communication clear? How does this sound? Am I using a filter? This is what I'm looking for. I want you to find out, is your communication, is your verbal communication, does it match your actions? Is there something that your actions are communicating non-verbally that you might not want to go out? And I'm sure you know what this is like. Your husband all the time might do this to you where he communicates to you very clearly, although maybe non-verbally, 
that uh, maybe something makes him unhappy. Maybe something puts him in a bad mood. Maybe he doesn't like a particular dress that you wear and he might not say it, but he'll make a face or maybe he won't compliment you or whatever it is, right? We can always tell, especially with our spouse. We know them. We love them. We're so close with them. So we can always tell when there is something that they're thinking about that they're not really saying. So I want to make sure for us, are, is that what we're doing? Now, when I talk about, am I using a filter? When I'm asking you to ask yourself, am I using a filter? Let me explain to you a little bit about what filters are, right? Filters, let's think about uh, Instagram. You can put on a filter and it actually changes the way something looks. Well, a lot of times when we hear things, those things that are coming through our ear, they're passing through the filter of our past experience, right? They are passing through the filter of everything that we have lived in life before. And so we might hear something and start making um, immediate little judgments about them without even realizing it. It's something our brain is just doing to be efficient and to save time and to categorize things and all that. So we might hear something and all of a sudden that thing is, is communicating something that was never intended. And the reason is we are, we're wearing a filter. Uh, the problem with filters is that so often we don't even realize that we have them. And so what I like to do is I like to help my clients to understand that in the same way that we listen with a filter, your husband is speaking with a filter. So if we try to get on the same page, maybe and and kind of listen to him through the filter maybe that he's speaking from so maybe instead of thinking of our own past experiences maybe think about his that will really help us to understand what is actually being communicated now again these are like advanced marriage tips so that's why i talked about you know it's really how we take our marriages from good to great you can have a good marriage if you're not doing all of these things but really understanding that this exists and this dynamic and being able to change it, this is really going to improve your marriage by leaps and bounds. All right, so that was number one. Number two thing I want you to do, I want you to ask yourself, is this building or hurting the intimacy and friendship in our marriage? What does that mean? The number one thing in your marriage, there's communication, that's super important. We talk about that all the time. The other super important thing, I think almost more important than communication on some levels is intimacy, being able to be close and to be vulnerable, the being able to feel safe with one another, being able to feel like this man is your friend. He's not just someone that I speak to or I talk to clearly, because think about it, we can have good communication with a coworker and not have an intimate relationship with them. So that intimacy is something that only you and your husband can share. You might have intimate relationships with other people, maybe your mom, your sister, or your bestie. But the intimate relationship that you have with your husband should be the only kind of intimate relationship you have with anybody else. And that is what makes him so special in your life. You know, this is the covenant that we're in. And so at all costs, that intimacy and that friendship needs to be protected. So if we're asking something or doing something, that's why I say to you, the question we should say is, is what I'm doing building or hurting 
going back to the example about the husband who feels disrespected, who has a very good wife who really doesn't mean to disrespect him. So here she is. And again, I don't really know if this is her particular case. These were some of the examples I gave her, but this is how I can see it manifest pretty commonly is, you know, maybe she's running around and doing things behind him after he's gotten them done. What she's doing is actually undermining him without meaning to, right? She might be undermining his efforts, undermining the things that he says, undermining maybe his thought processes. And she's doing it by going and turning around and, and trying to do it and make it better. Now, do you think that that behavior is going to build or hurt the intimacy? It will actually hurt the intimacy. And again, she means well, she doesn't mean to hurt the intimacy, but this is how good loving, well-meaning Christian women, or, you know, even if you aren't a Christian woman, just good, well-meaning people hurt the intimacy in their marriage. So that's why I'm, I want to point it out, because if we look through that lens of, am I building or hurting this intimacy, that might help us to change things a little bit better. It's almost like, um, your son, I think of, or your children, right? I think of my son and when he does something and I often have the urge to correct him. Oh, it's not like this. It's like, that. oh, it's not, you know, uh, this is how you can make it better. Oh, 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 just let me do it. But is that helpful to him? Is it helpful for me to just correct him and do it myself? Or is it better for him to learn how to do the thing on his own so that he can so I can build him up so that his self-confidence can start to be built and he doesn't have to feel like he has to rely on me for every little thing. That it starts to strengthen the bond between us because he starts to feel like he can feel safe and confident around me and not like every little thing he does, I'm going to correct or undermine or do over. I hope you're kind of getting this, you're tracking with me here and this all makes sense. When I talk about, is it building or hurting the friendship? So there's intimacy and then there's the, the friendship. When you met your husband, you guys, you know, maybe you started dating and you thought he was kind of cute and like you guys went out and, you know, maybe you had coffee or you may, maybe you went out for a glass of wine and you really enjoyed his company. Maybe you talked on the phone or you spent time just, you know, hanging out. Maybe you watch a movie or maybe you sat around and watched the stars. I have no idea, right? But the thing is that you had a friendship. You would talk about things. You were exploring each other. You were learning about each other. And you were really just enjoying spending time in each other's company. What happens when we're married for 5, 10, 15 years is we think we know everything about each other. And therefore, we stop being curious. We stop asking. We stop, you know, we just, we figure we've done it all. You know, we stop taking the time to do those little things. And so when I want you to ask yourself, is this building or hurting the friendship? Is this something that is helping you to be curious about him? He's growing, right? He's changing. He's growing in life. You're growing in life. When what you want to do is we talked about this in our last episode. You want to make sure you're continuing to grow together and not grow apart. Well, you're going to grow apart if you never take the time to actually find out what's going on in his life. So part of what I want you to do is when we are looking to take our marriage from good to great or even terrible, you know, roommate situation to just slightly a little bit better. These are all things that we can implement to start to get back on that track so that intimacy and the friendship 
is going to be super important. Last thing I want you to do in this area is pretty simple. Are you ready? Cool. I just want you to rinse and repeat. Just rinse and repeat every day. It's going to be a practice every day. Why do I say it that way? It's because we're going to mess up, girl. We are going to mess up. I mess up all the time. Trust me, if I had my husband on here, he would tell you the same thing. I mess up all the time. And when I do mess up, I own it. I own my mistakes. And I say, you know what? I'm sorry. You're right. I could have done that better. You're right. My bad. And I move on. And he forgives me and I move on. And I don't do it intentionally, right? Because if we were to do it intentionally, then he wouldn't really feel like I'm sorry. I really do make a concerted effort to do these things most of the time. And on the time we're going to fail. I mean, hello, this is the grace-fueled wife. We have grace for each other. And so I just rinse and repeat. And I do the same thing over and over. So I try to really understand Where is he coming from? Is there a filter that I'm listening with that maybe could be removed? Is there something going on? The other day, my husband came in and he started asking me about uh, my timing. And, you know, if you listen to the last episode, you know that I'm, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. One of the problems with ADHD is we could have a little bit of time blindness, meaning we are always late and my husband is perpetually on time. And so he was asking me questions that I could tell were leading to him wanting an idea of what time we were going to leave, or maybe there was a specific time that he wanted to leave that was not the time that we discussed. And my initial thought was just to get upset with him. My initial thought was just to be like, we agreed we're leaving at this time. I'm watching the clock. I get it. And I stopped myself because I was like, well, I understand he's trying to help me and maybe there's something he's trying to do. So finally, I just said, wait a minute. What is the answer that you're looking for? What are you really trying to ask me? Because as of right now, we plan to leave at this time. And that is the time that I plan to be ready. Because he basically came in and was like, well, what time do you think you're going to be ready? And what ended up happening is that he decided that he wanted to leave a little earlier because he's always on time and he was worried about traffic and all that. And so I said, okay, fine. So whereas I was planning to be ready to leave the house, I think it was like 6 p.m., he wanted to leave at 5.45. I said, okay, fine. So what I'm hearing is you want me to be ready at 5.45. And he said, yes. And that was it. It was the end of it. There was really no argument. There was no disagreement. You know, I was ready at that time. It was fine. There would be plenty of other times where we would have gotten into it because I would have been like, well, I don't I don't understand what you're asking me. You've, we've already decided on one thing. So it's really just, again, the idea of, trying to figure out where is he coming from, right? Because even in our our best attempts to communicate clearly, our husbands don't always communicate clearly, right? So we have to make up for that. It's almost like I, I tell people when we're driving, you have to make up for the fact that not everybody on the road is as good of a driver. So maybe you, here you are, you've been listening to the Grace Field Wife podcast for months and you're getting like really good at your communication and you're like on point and you're doing all the things and I'm so proud of you. But you know what? Maybe your husband's not listening to the show. Maybe he hasn't been practicing the skills. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have some grace for that and and really help him to understand that. And that's why we're just going to rinse and repeat. We're going to do the same thing every day. We're going to have grace for our mistakes and learn, you know, and understand. We're going to make sure, is it clear? Am I using a filter? How does this sound to him? Am I communicating disrespect to him in any way? 
And then also, is this really hurting or building the friendship and the intimacy? Because we're always going to want to lean to building the intimacy and with that, the safety in our marriage. I love you guys. I hope this was helpful. And again, if you want to hear more about this stuff, if you thought this was an interesting conversation, well then, hello, join me in my free Better Marriage Masterclass. We're going to hear all stuff like this, right? Whether you are, your marriage is struggling or whether you already have a good marriage, we're going to talk all about that. You got one hour with me on Zoom. We're going to have Q&A, all the good stuff. We have door prizes, all the fun stuff. Do not miss out. BetterMarriageMasterclass.com. Love you guys. And until next week. Hey, love, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you found any value in it, any teaching, any transformation, I encourage you to share it with a friend. Click the link, go ahead and share it with a friend, text it to somebody, share it on Instagram, tag me at the Grace Fields Wife, any of those things, or maybe even write a review. All those things are really the best way that you can thank me, and it helps the show to get found by other amazing women just like you. I love you. And I'll see you on Tuesday for another episode of The Grace Fueled Wife.